Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic. What makes the best leaders so good? Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related. This is now take three, I believe, of this episode, because... uh, When you don't know what you're doing with podcasts, occasionally you make mistakes like I did today. Had the camera going and there was no card in the camera. So in any event, this should be really good because I've had a lot of practice at it. So in any event, um, hope everybody's doing well. We are now on April 28th, uh, two months into this quarantine. And uh, without a doubt, this is a time period that is testing everybody. It's a stress test in every possible definition of the term, from mentally to emotionally to physically to financially to socially to relationship-wise, every business is being stress test, everything, every part of our life. So I encourage you, I know in talking with many of you, everybody's going through a lot of difficulties. It may look different from person to person or business to business, but we're all going through a lot of change and really new circumstances. And there's some comfort in knowing that everybody's going through it. There's a lot of comfort in knowing that it's temporary and we will get through this as a team, as a world, as a country, everybody will get through it. Um, We just need to focus right now on the things that are most important and the things that we have control over, not the things that we don't or we don't have any influence over. The only thing I can stay focused on is what I think about, what comes out of my mouth, and what I do and the decisions I make. These are the action, are the things that are 100% in my control, things I think, say, and do. So with any event, uh, in any event, uh, I want to welcome you to today. I want to talk through a couple of things, a couple of thoughts with you. Um, I want to talk about setting up your own formula for your A game. And what I mean by that is we've all had different days, moments, periods of time where we really felt like we were in our A game. I don't care what it was. It might have been uh, sports, might have been you just you played played that day, played baseball, tennis, whatever it is, and uh, you just played like somebody from a uh, different planet. This was just your best. Um, you've had times where you've done presentations, you might have done meetings, you might have had conversations with people, you might have just, whatever it is, whatever area of life, you had something where you felt like, wow, this was just, I was at my peak. And wouldn't it be cool if you had the ability to just bottle that and pull it out anytime you wanted? You had a little button that you could press it and this was my A-game button. Hey, if I wanted to make my best self come out, bang, I hit that button and I was right into action and right into action. So uh, in any event, uh, that's what this is all about, is how do you figure out a way to recreate that and and create that ability to pull into yourself uh, your best version of yourself at any given moment for that given task? Well, you actually can. It's almost like a science experiment, right? Scientists will figure out some points 
the different combination of different uh, you know ingredients that ultimately you know create this certain whatever it is uh, and that's what it is you're trying to figure out how do I create my day or what routine do I go through or what do I need to actually do to pull my best self uh, pull my best self uh, forth you think about people like uh, Jeff Bezos Jeff Bezos has a very unusual start to his day by CEO standards, unbelievably, obviously successful. But uh, his work day doesn't really start till 10 o'clock in the morning. He gets up early. As he calls it, he putters around the house. He makes breakfast. He relaxes. He spends time with his family. He reads papers, all the things that he likes to do that really are not business related. He just clears his mind. And he also knows about himself that his brain is like ready to go a game time at 10 o'clock in the morning. So his most important meetings are at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, he also knows that by the end of the day, five o'clock, his brain is like fried. He doesn't want to make any decisions, any major uh, things that are going on that uh, he needs to uh, put his brain power to. He saves for the next day. He'll tell people oftentimes, hey, too much. Don't talk to me about it now. Save it for tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. So he knows his peak time, brain time, is between 10 and 5, and his real peak time is between 10 and 12. So he arranges his day so that he can have his peak performance every day. He also knows without his morning routine, he wouldn't be as good at 10, 11, 12 in the afternoon, right? He needs both of those. He's figured out his, his wiring. We all have different ways that we can figure out how we wire and create the best day possible. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, you see this in sports a lot of times too, and you see different athletes that realize, okay, wow, I played really well. Let me go back and figure out what did I have for breakfast? Uh, how much sleep did I get the night before? Um, how soon before did I start warming up? Uh, was, and then they take it to all kinds of extents. What was I wearing? Uh, what color underwear was I wearing? Uh, did I shave? Did I not shave? Uh, what pillow do I sleep on? I mean, you, you really, they get like psychotic about it almost because there's such this desire to recreate our best moments. So what I encourage you to do is think through next time you have your A moment. You know, it may be coming right up around the corner. It might be tomorrow. It might be today. And just backtrack. What did you actually do to get yourself into that peak performance? And part of this is having a routine. You'd be surprised, if not shocked, by the amount of people that don't think they have a routine. And I only say think because they actually do have a routine. They just don't know it. Um, they do the same things over and over again. And every day, they're not really deliberate about it. They're more accidental. So their routine might look like they get up and they look at their phone. They do social media. They do stuff. And then they just kind of go about their day and they handle it as stuff is coming to them, right? We all know people like that. Heck, we've all had days like that, right, where we felt like we were in the passenger seat of the car. And then you have other people that are driving their day. They're in the driver's seat. They have control. They dictate the things that they're going to do. And then they ultimately have other people or things responding to what they're doing, right? They're in total control. It's amazing that those two days are such far ends of the spectrum, right? The day that's out of our control that we're reacting to and the day that's totally in our control. Well, if you really study those people, sometimes it's the same person on two different days, those days start off very differently. There is actually a routine that goes about. So think through what you're doing and how you're starting your day. Um, I'm listening to uh, 
to uh, Jim Quick, which is a mind coach, fantastic author. Uh, and uh, he talks about his daily routine. And part of my daily routine is listening to his material in the morning. That's my recent daily mater- uh, routine. Uh, I start my day with a cold uh, shower. And Tony Robbins jumps in a, a, a freezing cold uh uh, pool of water. Um, if you don't have that, use a shower. It does amazing things for waking you up and just getting you electrified, right? Some people meditate in the morning. Some people go through, uh, do exercise in the morning. Some people read in the morning. Some people go through, I go through an exercise where I write down the things that I'm grateful for in the morning. I have a journal and I enter that uh, every day that I've started doing. And that changes my perception. I put my goals down. What are the things that I want to accomplish and have to accomplish today. Three things that I must get done. Write those down. That's part of my morning routine. Uh, making your bed. That's one other example. You know, that's a tiny way that you can begin your day with a little accomplishment, right? Whatever it is that's going to put you in the right mindset, you have to figure that out for yourself. And it's then figuring out throughout the course of the day when are you best at certain tasks? Uh, I know for myself, there's certain things that I'm not as good at in the morning that I might be in the afternoon. Uh, Jeff Bezos does his uh, greatest appointments, most important meetings between 10 and 12. Uh, I know for myself, when I was in business as a financial advisor, there were certain things that I had to do in a certain order to bring out the best in me. So I couldn't go from an appointment with a client onto the phones. It just was very tough. I loved the face-to-face interaction and go from that to the phones was really difficult, but I could do the reverse very well. So I started to schedule my days that way. I'd have my meetings at six, seven, eight o'clock at night, and I'd do my calls before. Uh, but I'd start with the latest time slot, eight o'clock, and then I'd go my appointments, my calling would be before that versus the other way because I knew that wasn't going to be effective. That wasn't going to bring out the best version of myself. So think about the routine you have and then think about what are the tiny little things that you can do that will add up to a lot over time. And this is a, the thing that most people don't realize is it's the aggregation of the tiny, small, little marginal gains. Can I run my day today where it's 1% better than it was yesterday? Now, if I do that for a day, that's not going to make that big of a difference, right? But if I do that consistently and do it for two months, I'm going to see and I'm going to feel a difference. If I do that for a year, I'm really going to see a difference. Not only am I going to see a difference, other people are going to see a big difference. If I do that for three, four, five years, that's where I really have done game-changing stuff, right? And it may not seem like a big deal. Most people will slough it off because it's like, nah, it's only going to make a 1% difference. Is it really going to be noticeable? No, it's not that day. But if you do it consistently over time, it is not only going to be noticeable, it's going to be difference-making to your life and to other people's lives around you. And the same thing for bad habits too. Uh, Successful people realize the downfall to having bad habits is not the fact that it impacts that day. It's the fact that it ultimately impacts life. You know, if I chose to have three jelly donuts tomorrow for breakfast, it's not going to do much. I might not feel good. I might not have good energy that day. I might not be on my best. But is it really going to make a difference for the day? No. If I do it for a week straight, I'm going to feel it definitely. I might gain a pound or two. It's not going to change my life, but if I did it every day for a year or two years or three years, I'm going to be a different person, right? That's going to affect me big time. Um, 
you know, you think about how much time we waste with certain things, um, how many bad habits we have. Do you know how much time the average person spends on social media? I'll give you a second to guess. Wrong. Uh, unless you guess two hours and 22 minutes, because that's actually the average. Two hours and 22 minutes a day. Doesn't seem like maybe that much to some of you, because some, some people may be on the higher end of that curve of four or five hours. You can actually track this in your phone. I do this every once in a while when I do presentations. I say to people, okay, to, I'll tell the audience, write down on a piece of paper how much time you spend on social media, on your phone in general, in the course of a day. Uh, and they'll write down a number, you know, whatever, an hour, two hours. And then you can actually go to your iPhone and you can actually see inside there how much time, some of you know what I'm talking about, uh, that you actually have spent. It tracks it for you and it'll show on social media how much. And it is always, every time I do a presentation, I go through that, everybody in the audience is higher than they would have thought. Well, the average person is two hours and 22 minutes. Again, maybe that's not that big of a deal for a day, but if you look at that on an annual basis, Guess what? That's 38 days a year that the average person is on their phone, not just phone in general, on social media. 38 days a year. That's over a month straight, no sleep, on the phone, on social media. That's unbelievable. Now, that's the average, which means for every person that's at 20 days, there's another person that's at 60 days. Think about that. For every person that's maybe 10 days, there's another person that's 70 days. There are people on the far end of the spectrum that spend six months of a year on social media. True. No joke. It's unbelievable. So when you think about just those tiny things, I don't, if that average could go from two hours and 22 minutes to two hours, that may not seem like a big deal. But in reality, that's 20 minutes a day times 365 that's a lot of days. You just got back, you know, maybe 10 days back in your schedule a year. That's unreal, right? So these tiny little things, we may not pay attention to them, but these tiny little things add up to amount. Part of the, uh, add up to huge amounts. Part of this is being self-aware, right? We go through life. We're not aware of the things that we do. We're not aware of the bad habits that we have. We're not aware of, of maybe even things that we tend to do our personality, how many times have you known people in your circle where, you know, they may have a certain trait about them that might, you know, not be a very positive trait, it might drive you nuts. Uh, I know somebody who's a name dropper. I, you know, I don't see too many name droppers, but I have somebody in my life that every time I talk to this person, they, they always tell me how many people they've taught, you know, this name, this name, this name, this name, this name. And I don't really care, but it's just kind of strange. But when I, when this person's name comes up, somebody else mentions them, they say the same thing. Oh, he's a name dropper. Uh, weird. But I wonder if that person knows it, right? Uh, you know, how many people do you have in your life that, that maybe are, uh, the one uppers, you know, whatever you say, they've done something better. Um, you know, and that's a habit that they have, right? They constantly do it. Well, I wonder, does that person actually know that they do it? Maybe some people go through life. They don't even know that that's a bad habit or it's just a personality trait of theirs. But has anybody ever said that? Maybe their lack of self-awareness would be helped by somebody from the outside saying, hey, you know what? I don't know if you realize this. Uh, do you know anybody who's a constant interrupter? You ever talk to somebody and they're like this? Yep, 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 yep. 
drives me nuts, right? <laughs> they're not, they can't be saying yes and listening to me, or they're, they're, they're just trying to get their words in. Uh, I, I, it drives me crazy, right? But we know people like this. Do they know that? I can't imagine that they, they deliberately do that. I think they accidentally do it, and they don't realize they're doing it. Again, it comes from lack of self-awareness. Uh, so I'd ask you to think about that. What do you have to do to become more self-aware? If you did nothing else other than dial up your level of self-awareness, you'd see things. It's like being in a dark room. You suddenly turn on the lights a little bit or your eyes adjust to a dark room and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that was over there or I didn't know that was there or that piece of furniture was there. Suddenly you have awareness, right? You were in a dark room. Many of us live life in a dark room or maybe parts of our life in a dark room. Turn up the lights a little bit. And if you have trouble with that, ask for somebody's help. Hey, you know what? Tell me a little bit about, how many times have you asked somebody for feedback? Tell me a little bit about you know this area of my life. What do you see? You know, How would you describe me? I asked a friend of mine uh, uh, recently, uh, my, my uh, coach, uh, Peter Velarde, uh, who was on here a few episodes ago, and I said, let me ask you, if you didn't know me and you just looked at my social media, what would it tell you about me? What story would it tell? Who would you think I am? And it was interesting because what I was thinking was not necessarily what was coming back or going out there. So I think we all have opportunities where we can ask for other people's feedback. And that, again, helps build our level of self-awareness. So do with that what you like. I hope that makes a difference in your uh, day and maybe even hopefully your life. So that's our little uh, 16, 17 minute segment today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thankfully, I made it through this final time without having to do this over again due to lack of space on my, uh, my camera. Uh, and let me throw one other thing out there too. I've put together some uh, top things that leaders do. If you are interested in this, I'm happy to email it to you. If you want to text me, text the word leader, L-E-A-D-E-R, at this number, 617-393-5383. Text the word leader, 617-393-5383, and I will send over to you the top 10 things that the best leaders are doing right now. Uh, it's a cool document. I think you'll find it helpful, uh, and, uh, happy to share that with you. So, uh, be sure to like this, add comments, share it with your friends, make sure you subscribe and thanks for tuning in today. Thanks everybody.